This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, we're going to hit deep on the topic. Is the NFL a place for intelligent black players? Yes, yes, today, yes, yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one might be. There is a pause. Throughout the stadium, as the man sounds like he just coughs up a lung. They're looking around. The jumbotron shows and pans the cheerleaders, and as it goes down each cheerleader's face, each one breaks up into laughter, which at this particular time destroys half the stadium. The other half is still trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Does this guy need? Uh, CPR or something, and then at that particular time, I lost it. <laughs> Devon Ruffin. Yes, 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 today. Lock Hope Radio. Phoenix is another place. They got a great uh, training staff. I mean, they, they were able to breathe life back into track. And if you can do that, then the people talk a lot about their <laughs> training staff. Lock, lock. Yes, yes, today. You know, as we start this show, this one mic. Uh, we we do fantasy. We've been doing fantasy football probably for you know ten years, maybe. Um, and this is the first year, man. You you hit me up with the usual email. I hit you back, said, "Dog, I'm out. I'm out." And man. I just want to talk about this whole situation because there's a lot of angles. And again, it's a situation that I've just grown tired of. Uh, I'm tired of hearing people trying to excuse the NFL. Uh, I'm hearing, I'm tired of hearing about, you know, why Kaepernick don't have a job. The Kaepernick NFL situation has got me to a point where I'm just out on the NFL as an organization, as a, a league. Again, and I love football. Um, and I, as I, I've said it, I, I said it in a Facebook post about two months ago, uh, my football will be reserved to Friday Night Lights. Because um, I don't really do college football anyway. Um, and pro football was like my fix fix. So I'll be just hitting up the, I'll be hitting up a bunch of high school games with my son and my daughters. Uh, cause I, Sundays I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing that Maxine Waters, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time, <laughs> reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> I'm going to be on that Maxine Waters. <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna have my Sundays free. If I want to hoop, holler. If I want to get down, I might even start playing golf. Oh, that was the legendary game changer. He oh. has not had a chance to to listen to our most recent podcast. The bitch show, like on one mic, you listen to RG one mic. This is where we go deep in on the topic. Uh, but our bitch show, our bitch show is like the barbershop faculty seminar, uh, and game changers and was in rare form. Marcus Flowers, man, I love you, man. I listened to that thing over and over. You had me going. We'll hear more from him and his perspectives on this during the show. But he's not with us today. But I, I do have my guy with me. You know it. You know, it's like it's like going into the post, man. You know you're gonna get you know you're gonna get your guaranteed too. If you need a bucket, you're gonna have to go down you're gonna have to go down and get it. You have to go down and get that bucket. He's gonna get it. It's like he's playing in the big three too. He's in the big three. He's gonna play in there, he's gonna go get that bucket because he wants that money. That's my man, you know his name. Hank Davis, we call him Big Bank, Big Bank, Big Game, Big Game, whatever. Hank. What's up, man? 
How you doing, man? Man, recording my time. Recording my time. <laughs> recording my time. He didn't answer my question. <laughs> oh, man, bravo. 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 That's the way you start a show right there, boy. Hey, man. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, how are we going to fill up the rest of this time, man? Hey, we got to reclaim my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't even know how to, man. He was, I was just, man. I had to hit the mute button a couple times. He was just, he was on fire. And he's had some classic moments. One was, if he was an MC, this was a classic freestyle. He did, we'll hit all the markers. We'll hear much more. We'll have a longer piece we'll hear when we get into our segment. Um, uh, when we, we're talking about our main topic today about you know uh, black athletes and, and and particularly folks who are intellectually curious and gifted and politically conscious, you know you know is the NFL a space that cultivates that? Is that a space that allows for that? And is is what's happening in Colin Kaepernick evidence that that um, uh, uh, is uh, maybe true? Um, and uh, we also have some analytical data we'll talk about. As a result, as it, as it relates to his ability to play quarterback, uh, which you heard some folks come out with some foolish statements, really trying to use the critique of his play as one of the reasons. And we have some evidence that's pretty startling. I do a lot of research, and and it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that there are other factors that are keeping him from uh, finding his way on the team. So, uh, cut that, cut that football stuff out. All you, all you ex NFL players trying to stuff, y'all need to leave it alone. Stay in your lanes. Stay in your lane. But as you know, this is RSG, uh, One Mic. Uh, we are brought to you on uh, the Carbonwell Health Air, Airways. We're brought to you by Carbonwell Health. Uh, you go to carbonwellhealth.com. It is the total fitness and beauty solution. Go to carbonwellhealth.com. Contact Dr. Nesta Rodriguez and his staff. Boy, TJ put me through a workout yesterday. I sent it out on one of my grinds. Videos, but he I didn't get through the second uh, second cycle, the four cycle thing. He 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 broke me down. You know, it was almost apologetic. I was like, can't do it. I gotta get through it. But they they get after you. Uh, I'm going in my next phase of my my, my stuff. And some of you guys who can follow me, y'all know I've been posting some of this stuff. Uh, keep supporting me on this journey. Uh, but we love everybody over there and uh, really good people. So you want to do that? Get in touch with Doctor Rodriguez. Uh, in, in the crew, uh, very supportive uh, of everything that we do. It's good. We got a lot to talk about in a short period of time tonight. We're going to get into that. But we're going to do something unusual. We're going to, before we get to it, we're going to check in with the world of sports and some things that has been happening. And uh, before we get too deep into it, um, uh, I want to just check with you, Hank, and just kind of see you know, if there's anything else that's been besides a couple of items we we're gonna talk about, um, that's been kind of interesting you in the world of sports before we go deep into our, our main topic today. Well, I wanna also I wanna take the time right here to also plug that inside the park will be uh posted soon. So guys take take a take a good idea to take a listen to that. I I do break down some what's going on in baseball right now. We are in the dog days of summer heading into the final stretches, so I want to give a plug out for that. Uh, college football, my favorite sport, man, is right around the corner. 19 days away, we we kick it off. You know, they they, they go for real. All of the spring games and all of the the hype and the postseason and the preseason uh, polls, all that stuff is going to be rendered useless in less than 19 days, man. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, as always. And then you know what we're, we're doing? We, we're going to talk about a little bit about the NFL. You know, and this is the time that really, for those who are, you know, big-time NFL fans, hope springs eternal because everybody is 0-0, zero and zero, and that kicks off too. So, you know, it's coming into that most wonderful time of the year for us. We're getting real close. So, we, we, we and we're going to be hitting that NFL, but, yeah, college football is around the corner. Uh, a couple of weeks we'll be down there in Dallas at the uh, Florida-Michigan game. Looking forward to uh, being in that space. It's going to be quite an atmosphere. At the AT and T Stadium, uh, it's getting. There. I met with. Uh, well, shout out to the boy Buccaneers. Met with Coach Stewart today. Uh, they're kicking off the season. Good luck. You know, at every level, in Division Three, folks. You know, people. Are, you know, people who love the game are going to play the game. And so, I think one of the things that is important about this is that 
we have a love for these games and these sports. So when we're critical, we're coming from a place that you got, you know, so when you hear things like Game Changer saying what he's saying, you know, it hurts him not to be part of what we're doing. We do fantasy. We've been doing some stuff for like 20 years. It's been part of our reunion-like way. We've been connecting the way to keep us connected. It hurts when folks, but they got. Sometimes you gotta you gotta take a stand for something, even when it's something that you love. Even when I talk to people like Chris Borland, who who talks about things around head injuries and things like that, you can tell. You know, there are times he probably misses playing, but you know, there's a higher calling. So when we talk about this, don't mistake that we have passion and love, and we all have played uh, these sports. And so I think from that, we are the ones who can actually, you know, be critical. So we are going to do that. But we want to start with something a little bit lighter before we get deep. You know, uh, we got the big three. I was checking out some of the uh, – they were doing some uh, reruns of the big three, and, and it's taking on a, a, a life of its own on, on Fox. Ice Cube, again, you know, Ice Cube is like everything he touches is like gold and platinum. You know, Cube just has a good sense, good business mind. But, you know, I didn't quite know if this was going to take off. But when you watch it, man, anybody who's – Anybody who's been to a really good park, there's nothing more entertaining than going to a big dime playground park and watching it. it. The comedy, the way in which folks act, energy when you got that half court, everybody around the court is 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 so many stories there. And this big three has that feel. You know, I just laugh every time I see Oakley on the side. He like he just want to get out there and elbow somebody in the throat. He's mad. Uh, but it's been quite an energy, some energy and stuff. So, Hank, I want to really tap you. Have you had a chance to check out the big three at all? Uh, what's your opinion uh, on Ice Cube's latest venture? You know, um, I haven't checked it out yet, but I like the concept behind it. I like what he's trying mm-hmm. to do with that, you know, uh, with, with with the Hall of Famers and World Champions. It's kind of bringing, like you said, bringing some of that back a little bit. You know, so I haven't yet had an opportunity to look at it, but, you know, anybody that we talked about who loves sport to love sport would be intrigued by this. I fully intend on having an opportunity to look at it and have an opportunity to comment on it, uh, on what I see and what my take is on it. And only the kind of downside is Allen Iverson. I thought it was just about practice, but he ain't showing up for the games. And so, you know, it's like <laughs> the games. What about the games? I'm like, come on, A.I.? You know, it's like, man, we, we need you. But I think, you know, you're not going to have it like you used to. And I think sometimes it's hard not to have it like you used to. Because uh, some, there's some cats who are like low-level cats. Out here, they're giving people the business. But that's one thing we always do on the playground. There's some things in organized basketball that just don't get down when you play a half-court one-on-one. Some of the cats you think would get off, ain't going to get off with the everyday cat on the playground. And so people are beginning no. to see that element of basketball that you used to hear stories about. You know, where you know. Let me let me let me, let me chime in here on that. That you know that one thing. I anybody who watched, and, and we did this. You played playground basketball, and it, it almost seemed. Now you tell me if I'm wrong here, but it almost seemed like when you got to the organized game, it seemed to me like it was absolutely softer than when you played out there on the playground. That playground game, anything went. You know. And, I mean, it was like – and the game was fun because it wasn't that you were a dirty player or anything, but you you, you had it to bring or you didn't. And you didn't have nobody bailing you out on no foolish stuff. You're going to either take your man or you're not going to take your man. You're going to come off of that court bloody, bruised, and sore, but you're going to feel good about yourself at the end of the day. What you think? Yeah, I think sometimes in, in organized – basketball, you create sometimes predictable patterns because there's certain ways right. you play. It, 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 and, and when you play on a court, anything can happen. A cat will do anything. The unexpected is there, and you got to be ready for it. Like you said, you know, you, you, game point might take 25 minutes. <laughs> because, you know, people are going. Yeah, yeah that, that's when the whistle starts blowing right there. That's for real. <laughs> but it, it, it is, and I think sometimes you watch particularly playground, some, some cats who play, when they go to the playground, sometimes they struggle. They get mad. You know, they, they think that, you know, that, uh, you know, they're playing in the, uh, the the conference tournament or whatever it's called. But, that's, you know, cats in the, in the playground aren't going to give you that call. And so I think that's sometimes right. there's a struggle. Would you tell the real ballers are the cats who can play in both? And so it was always good to watch those cats who can play in both spaces. You know, you imagine someone like a Jalen Rose to play with Africa. 
you know, and he would work in whatever space he could play in because he just had right. it. And some guys might struggle more in that environment uh, than others. And you see some of that in the, uh, uh, in this big three uh, with, with some of these cats who, who might, who might struggle. So, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a incredible. And the other topic I want to hit on before we get into our, uh, uh, deep into our topic, man, when I first, I looked up, Cubs was struggling. I turned around, they tied for first. I know you're going to talk a little bit about this on inside the park, but you know, Cubs like, we're not going to be one hit wonders, huh? Listen, that that's a very talented talent? baseball team. And, and and folks fail to realize the magnitude of the world championship in Chicago on that side of town, on 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 that team, on that community, and they had a hangover. I did talk a little bit about this hangover that the Cubs mm-hmm. was going through. That at some point that uh, they were going to have to get it together. But don't get it twisted. While they are at first place, they're only five games. Uh, above 500, and and I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, during the Inside the Park segment, about what's going on with baseball, because at this stage of the season, you, you need to start getting ready to make some distance. Now, granted, we're still only into the second week of August, and we're going to probably see a lot of these teams start to figure it out. At least we hope so. But the, the Cubs of all teams, that, that if, they, if you're talking about underachieving slightly, they did what what they what they accomplished. You know, you can give them a little bit of a pass. I don't think they're going to be a one hit wonder. Whether I think they're going to repeat or not is debatable. But being a one hit wonder and and having Theo Epstein as your general manager is not going to happen. But you know, they're given a pass given where they're at at this time of the year, only because of what they've had to, what they've dealt with on such a positive high. That they would do for a letdown, but they, but again, the, the state of baseball tells you that a team like the Cubs, if they just hang around, can figure it out before the season ends, and then there you go. And, and the ultimate goal is to make it to the playoffs, and they've they, they've got that opportunity again. They're talented; they got some everybody back, so there's no excuse for it, especially in that division. Well, hey, like I said, you know, there's going to be some good stuff talking. Got to get on that inside the park. Understand, this is uh, one mic on RSG. We go deep into a topic on this one. On the big show, that's kind of like the faculty seminar in the barbershop. Inside the park, that's when we're talking about basement, baseball beyond kind of the analytics and the metrics. This is where, you know, as you can hear in, in, in Hank's voice, he's trying to take you there. He's going to give you some of that old school feel with the new school mix with it. And then, if you get a chance to hear our hustle and flow, uh, flow with uh, flow with um, uh, game changer and say who, uh, that's the intersection between like hip hop and we got a number of things. You know, check us out on iTunes. Just search Real Sports Guys on all social media. Look for Real Sports Guys. If you want to keep up dialogue with us? We're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we're gonna hear the the second part of Game Changer, and then we're gonna get into this question about the NFL's readiness for intellectually gifted and politically conscious black athletes. And I'll speak on on my own personal behalf of just kind of where I'm at. Um, It's been a long kind of uh, process of just watching this play out. Um, And like I said, I decided about a month ago that if Colin Kaepernick didn't get signed, I was – I'm done with the NFL. Like, for real, done with the NFL. Like, I'm not patronizing sponsors. I'm not watching games. I'm not buying a ticket. I'm not playing fantasy football. 
I'm trying to avoid anything that has anything to do with the NFL as much as I can. Um, and not because Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, and if Colin Kaepernick got a job, then I'd be cool with the NFL. It's just this whole situation has got me to a point where I'm kind of like, yo, really? This is the stance y'all want? This is where y'all want to put y'all foot down? Like, y'all done had some pretty despicable, some dudes do some pretty despicable things, and y'all have been able to um, gloss over that in the name of winning. Now, is Colin Kaepernick to be in the league? Nope. Is he decent? Is he serviceable? Yes. Should he be starting a surefire starter? Not on every team. Um, for sure, not on every team. There's probably two teams he could start for where he's probably a better situation than the guy that they got, including, like, long-term age and that kind of stuff. There may be a couple of teams where he's a better move than the guy that they got in place. Um, but, again, I've seen – guys get opportunities for doing way more egregious things. And the fact that this is where ownership and uh, people want to put their foot down um, around player conduct and, you know, what's uh, acceptable, honorable or whatever. Like, I'm like, yo, really? This is, this is the, this is the ax y'all from the grind. Well, I got an ax too. Um, my ass is made out of green folding, folding dollar bills, and I'm taking mine somewhere else. Um, even if Colin Kaepernick was to get a job, I'm still done with the NFL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is for me. Like, if Kaepernick gets a job in the league tomorrow, if he gets signed, I'm still not watching football. Uh, why? Because, again, this whole, like, who's matter, whose money matters? You know, people talk about black lives matter. Black money matters, too. You know what I'm saying? And it won't matter until we start making it matter. And the fact that the certain po- certain folks in the population who were against Kaepernick somehow have a larger voice where their dollars mean more, or well, that's the way it's been presented, is that their their discomfort with Kaepernick means more to the NFL than even winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, some teams, like, need Kaepernick. Like, they could have used Kaepernick. Like, don't give me that line of BS that you, yeah, it, 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 nah, you could have used Kaepernick. Like, Baltimore could use Kaepernick right now. They could use Kaepernick right now. You know, and even Miami could have used Kaepernick. They may have still signed Cutler, but they could have had some leverage if they had to consider Kaepernick for real. Um, they wouldn't be paying Jay Cutler no $10 million if they had the Kaepernick option. <laughs> That's right. As a viable option. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, this whole process of is to me is just you know don't give me the it's, it's all about winning it's not all about winning not not when you not when you actually and, and for me this comes to a realization that, that I've just come to in general about just this our, our country and where we're at and I love this country um, I, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else but at the same time I gotta acknowledge this country was built on white supremacy you know what I'm saying like. It's, it's hard baked into every institution that we have in our constitution is right there. You know, everybody didn't get the unalienable rights that was granted by our forefathers. They reserved that for some white men <laughs> straight up. Like everybody else was written out of the document and was added in later on, way later on. So let's not pretend like that isn't at the core of, of everything. And so when what Kaepernick's crime is, is he attacked that white patriarchy. He attacked that. Um, he 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 attacked that white supremacy. He attacked that, and the, again, the NFL as a product itself. Over the years, I just realized I've been looking the other way on a lot of this other stuff. Um, they support a lot of oppression, <laughs> um, and not directly, but they 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 indirectly as a social institution, it supports a lot of. Uh, patriarchal ideas about women. Um, I mean, you got guys who have been accused of all types of sexual assault. You got guys who have assaulted women in a lot of different ways. I mean, it's just, it's it's very hypocritical. Um, And there's a lot of things that I just, this has opened my eyes and be like, you know what, man, you've been turning, you've been turning a blind eye to a lot of this stuff, but they, these cats have been, been dirty for a minute. And you just, I don't fault nobody who wants to keep supporting the league and keep – I just can't do it no more. And to listen to the talking heads try and 
explain away why Kaepernick doesn't have a job. And it's like it's not even about that no more. It's not even about whether or not Kaepernick has a job. The fact that he, the fact that blackball being blackballed for this particular thing even happened, um, whether he gets a job at the, at the you know at the eleventh hour or not, um, there's no doubt that he was he was off of teams list because of his protest. That's documented. Like that ain't debatable. Teams scratched him off their list because of his protest. Um, the fact that that is a, a real thing. Um, and some of these teams, again, have guys who have lots of different offenses in their past, um, currently, um, pending. Like, I I just kind of like, you know what, man, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. Y'all do you. You do you. You be over there. I'm going to be over here. And I got, I got the NBA, and I'll go watch that. But that's where I'm at, man. It's just I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm not in this no more. I'm out. I'm just out on the NFL as a product in general. Um, it, it, it is what it is. It's about the money. Um, don't give me no, it's about winning games. I ain't trying to hear that either. Um, it's about money, and it's about certain people's money. And that's cool. It could be about their money, but their money ain't my money. So we even Stevens. That was uh, our brother, uh, Marcus Flowers, otherwise known as Game Changer on uh, Real Sports Guys Big Show. Um, you can get to that on Real iTunes. Real Sports Guys is there at the top, uh, and uh, there's a lot of good stuff. You got to go listen to that. You listen to RC One Mike. This is where we go deep. And, and the question, and, and he raised a lot of issues in that topic. But one of the things we got to later in our show, and you hear more of that if you go and, and check out the podcast, um, is that. One of the questions that came up fundamentally that is the NFL a play? Because one thing I did push on, I said, well, you know, NFL, the NBA has a history. But, like, as Game Changer pointed out, as, and as I realized, the, the NBA has done a lot to uh, address that issue. And um, NBA players clearly have much more of a political voice now uh, in spaces and reacting. And the NBA is much more of a partnership in that uh, way than, than the NFL. But that got us to thinking about whether or not the NFL is a place that's structured or, or, or the way it's set up with a very militarized kind of patriotic, patriotic kind of framework that is always a part of it, um, conscious and intellectually gifted black athletes can have a space in a, in a, in a voice. And so um, I want to get into that, but first of all, Hank, I know, uh, you know, you you like uh, you like big broad stuff to me. I you know, I hit you. I love the way in which you think about some of these issues. I was really excited about going into this a little bit with you. Um, what were some of your reactions to what you heard him say um, uh, about his position and just about the NFL? Like, what what are some of your initial reactions? Well, you know, I I, I fully understand what he what he's talking about. And one thing about the NFL is is you you got a very old school old old boy network good old boy network in the NFL that you know oddly enough don't even exist in the other sports as much as you would think if you were to look at the the sports as a general just the major ones you know hockey notwithstanding but but uh, just when you're looking at the ones baseball you're looking at football you're looking at basketball, and you would think that the stodgiest of all of those would have been the Major League Baseball, considering what we know about the you know African Americans getting into the league with Jackie Robinson and the like. But to baseball's credit, they tried to do some other things with players of color to make them a little bit more um, involved in in the sport, as far as you know, with with uh, you, you read in the paper where, where here's Derek Jeter and a group that's trying to buy the Florida Marlins. You have uh, Magic Johnson, who's a part owner of the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. You don't see such a thing in the NFL. You've got a lot of old money there, which means you've got a lot of old behaviors. You've got a lot of old everything. And it's a pick-and-choose sort of thing. So you see where you have your, your, your uh, commissioner 
And your commissioner is chosen by the owners, and he is chosen with a specific specific rules and, and regulations of what he wants to follow. And that's to make money for those owners. So it doesn't really matter. that Anything that makes those owners that old money uncomfortable, they're going to go away with. Okay, they don't care about the, the – and, yeah, and, and he's absolutely on point when you look at – some of the players and some of the heinous things they've done to women in domestic violence and and the sexual assault and just how slow the NFL is to to move on those things and yet they do things so hypocritical like October have everybody wear pink and then you would go and challenge I would challenge anyone to see how much of that money for breast cancer actually went to breast cancer research that was actually donated by the NFL so it's on to that that being said. You know, it is it, it is one of the most popular sports, professional football, one of the most most one of the most popular sports in the nation. Period, bar none. And that, and with that being said, they they know the owners know what they have. They know what they have, and they know that that if if you are a winning player, if you are a championship player or anything like that, I don't care. Or you can cause a team to top. They don't care. It's, it's, it's just the way it is with the NFL. They don't care what you're doing, okay? Here's Colin Kaepernick, and I promise you, D, nobody talks about this. And, look, he is a very good player. He's very talented and everything. But the fact that he came off of a very sorry uh, San Francisco 49er team, a dumpster fire of a team, and even though he was probably one of the better players of that team, you, but, but if he was with the New England Patriots or somebody, if he was with the Atlanta Falcons, and got them one step away from the Super Bowl. Let's say that was – let me just change it up a little bit. Let's say that was Cam Newton, okay, that was in a contract year right after the Super Bowl, okay, and lost in the last seconds in the Super Bowl. Cam Newton would have gotten signed by somebody, okay? Don't don't think for a minute that that ain't got something to do with it. Yeah, there's an awful lot to do with the protest, but if you look around, Marshawn Lynch is now sitting down. Okay, with the Oakland Raiders. And I promise you, after the aftermath of the things that happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, you're going to see a lot more athletes of color really trying to take a political stance. So things are going to find its way into the NFL the way these owners are going to make these owners uncomfortable. And I would and I would venture to guess that given to the aftermath of the uh, events yesterday, that Colin Kaepernick does get, get signed just to kind of keep things quiet because that's the way these owners think. Well, maybe if we put the – the the colored in here now, then maybe we can kind of look like we're a progressive team. But it's a day late and a dollar short. So I understand what Game Changer is saying there. So he, he's absolutely right in a lot of ways. But this is this is the political game that this old money of the NFL is playing. As the fan, as the consumer, you have two choices. You can really bite the bullet that he has chosen to do and say, I'm not going to watch anymore. But we all have that itch at this time of the year. You can't wait. We just got through talking about spring games and all this other kind of stuff. It is a part of the fabric of the American sports fan. Okay, it's football Saturdays. It's football Sundays. And it's unfortunate that, that, that one of the most popular sports around here is so doggone political. But it really does speak to the way society is today. So, So to his point, you know, you, you, it's, it's going to be difficult for anybody to just cut it off cold turkey. And I wish him well. But when he gets close to the playoffs, he's going to be challenged, I'm telling you. Because anybody who's been watching this sport as long as he has, I'm sure, you and I have, going to peek in. You're going to, be, you're going to peek in. You're addicted to it. We're all addicted to it. And that's what pisses us off about it. And, and I think the point I want to I'll kind of hit on, because, you know, the argument that most people start with. So, you know, when, when people realize, well, this political thing is so strong, then folks just start, I hear all these guys attacking the football. I hear Slaric, I hear all this stuff. And uh, 538, I sent you that article, did some analysis of, of, of free agent quarterbacks. And if you have a chance, go to 538.com. Uh, it, it's it's uh, incredible. On one, on your, on your, uh, on one axis, you have uh, total quarterback rating. So, so we buy into this quarterback rating system. Everybody buys into it. People talk about it. It's all in analytics. So, so like, let's not push back on that now. 
Let's not push back on that now. And then the, the, the bottom axis is length of players' free agency. This is a scatter plot, which means uh, the size of the, of the bubble is related to the statistics and the, and the, um, uh, uh, and the rating. Kaepernick's bubble is bigger than all those bubbles out there for the most part. I don't think there's a bubble bigger than his, which means, um, uh, means number of pass attempts, means all the things that we say, we say precious in the quarterback rating is there. Big, I mean, think maybe it's Fitzpatrick. And he's the only other outlier, and he basically sat out. I think the other outlier was Vic because Vic uh, was out of football because of, uh, of the issue with the, the dogs. It's such an outlier. So when people make the argument about the football-related stuff, statistically, I mean, he threw 16 touchdowns and had four interceptions. People are talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We justify a whole bunch of other people's stuff, offenses, all that stuff. But if you, were, if anybody else had 16 touchdowns for a substance, they should know somebody's roster. So, so now it's about. So, so now it's it, it, it's not really about the football, right? It becomes about the politics, like you said before. And and to me, now we got a league that now Richard Sherman is a problem in the locker room. This guy's a pro bowl caliber. Reason why they where they at? But he talks up a little bit. Now nah, he's he's a problem. But Tom Brady can't tell you he got concussions. He don't tell you got concussions. That's just Tom being Tom. That's just Tom you, being you, Tom. What, what you're talking about? What you're talking about is I mean that that's what I want folks to understand. Don't sit here and don't throw stats at me with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, let's face the facts, D. Colin Kaepernick was just a few years and a few seconds away from winning a doggone Super Bowl, okay? Don't sit here and tell yeah. you got a, a quarterback that's led a team to the Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden you want to spit stats on him at 30 years old, but you go and pull inside Jay Cutler out of retirement to go sign with the Dolphins, and you want me, and you're going to insult my intelligence and think that's a better move? I'm not hearing that noise. Okay, don't sit here and tell me that Ryan Fitzpatrick and some of these other side quarterbacks have got jobs on these NFL teams when they ain't got a quarterback. Somebody named me the quarterback for the New York Jets. Somebody named me the quarterback for any of these other teams in the NFL and tell me how in the world they got jobs. And you're going to sit here and give me some stats on Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, give me a break. Colin Kaepernick has got a Super Bowl on his resume. How many of that? How many of the rest of these quarterbacks got? Okay, if you're going to talk stats. You're talking about a young man that still got his health, still in his prime, all right? You're just upset because he took a stand. And it gets me. What really, really sickens me on this whole thing is the fact that you have players that have thrown their women on guns, that have got pictures and videotapes of knocking women out, pulling down their tops, all this other kind of crap. You got then then the, the ultimate hypocrisy. You go to suspend a player four games because of a damn deflated football that he had nothing to do with, and go make him responsible for it. The NFL is a joke in how they how they how they set up discipline, how they do their players. But I'm gonna tell you this too, D, and this is the piece that nobody really talk about. The NFL Player Association allowing these things to happen to their players is deplorable. Okay, they've allowed these working conditions to to succeed. How in the world, if you're the NFLPA, can you allow a player the caliber of a Colin Kaepernick to not be signed by somebody based upon what? And you can't see that's a black ball? And you can't do anything about it to protect that player? Those are the sort of things that drives me crazy. You know, Roger Goodell has been given that power by the NFLPA. So those players can be just treated, you know, and, and I'm going to go, I'm going to fall short to be called slaves because if I was a slave and I'm making five, six million dollars a year, then I'm a slave. I'm not, you, can, you ain't giving me that. These guys make a, they, they, they're making a doggone good, uh, um, you know, salary for, for that foolishness. You know, I mean, if you want to really break it down like that, so they can get, they, they can put that slave stuff and put it on the shelf. Is it unfair? You're doggone right. Is it, is it, you know, blackballing and all these sort of things? Yeah. 
But you know what? You got a bunch of guys that do have a platform. They got a platform every Sunday and beyond. And you got a lot of players of color that have a, that, that they have the means. They're all their own corporations. They can do something about this. The NFL needs those players to perform for any of those owners to make money. I'm not going to feel sorry for them on that because they could do something. But everybody's looking at their bread being buttered too. Okay, don't let Colin Kaepernick be out there by himself. Y'all know what's up. Okay, your Richard Sherman's, your Marshawn Lynch's, and several others. They all had to deal with some of the injustices that go on in this country. But yet they go and they keep their mouths shut and they make their money for that man. All right? But they are their little mini corporations. If they wanted to, they could do something about it. They could stand with Colin Kaepernick and make sure that brother gets signed. It, it, I mean, you, you're, hitting all, you're hitting all the notes, man. And, and I want to drill down one more time because you don't hit him in the head with that. And then I'm going to come right with the straight jab. I heard stink. I heard all these football people do this, talk about the football stuff. I'm going to break another thing down on you. So just to hit the point again, one of their researchers catalogs performance at pre-snap. Now, everybody connects pre-snap to your IQ, your intellectual ability, your ability to recognize defenses, understand what you're in, get your offense out of bad situations. That's what we talk about. And a lot of times these cold words for players like Kaepernick is they don't do that. They do an analysis of this and found that he outplayed Ravens starting quarterback Joe Flacco on pre-snap read. Oh, yeah, I, I believe it. So Look. what I'm telling y'all is stop the football stuff, stop the – all the, the questions about all this other stuff, let's get to the facts. And I think one of the things is you are beginning to see players come back, beginning to exercise some of this, speak up. Uh, as But we also have a culture. We also have a sport, even more so unlike some of the other sports, tied more closely to the issues of this election than any other sport in terms of, the people who love the game, where they come from, in terms of the issues, in terms of their socioeconomic status, mirrors a lot of the stuff we saw in Charlotte. So, you know, the same folks will be wearing jerseys, will be great football folks uh, at their stadium, but these, these same elements and issues are part of this game. The conservative way in which they view the world is also fans in this space. And so when you hear people like Bashadi and these folks talking about who they listen to, that's the folks they talk about in their dollars. And so this whole idea of whose money you fear, because they say they react, you said it's about money, and it's whose money. And so from Game Changers' uh, response around the idea of understanding the economic power, because you just hit the players on that, but also fans who might care about it, um, you know, I'm at my, you know, as much as I love the red zone, Ain't do yet. I'm just gonna have to get the highlights. You know, like, like I told Game Tape, you know, I'm kind of like in the, uh, the Ali movie, though. I gotta eat my pork. You know, uh, you know, uh, kind of like Bundini on, on some of that stuff. But you, you like, you, you like get my red zone. You're not getting some of the stuff that you were getting, um, and and so you, you gotta understand who, that that nuance about. Who, who I got to listen to, who is the public. When I hear cold words like that, I'm like, what demographics are you talking about? Who are you responding to? And it's not people like Game Changer, who's a professional with a degree, who leads young people. It's not folks like you and I who, who do pretty well economically. He, they're not thinking about us, even though we have the disposable income to contribute. That, that's not the voice they're worried about. And, and so we also have to be real about that. So if they were, if it was an issue, then he would have been signed in places like Baltimore, places like Oakland. Right, you know, right. Where a lot of a lot of these places like New Orleans, right? You know, he, he, he even Miami, where there's some there's an urban contingency there. Now, not Miami though. He wore he wore the Castro shirt. That was on him. <laughs> that might be another issue, but but he, he, that might be. But there's a lot of urban spaces where uh, where there is uh, that urban dollar contribute to it. Chicago, a lot of these different places where he could have uh, uh, been signed, and so. Where it's clearly, if you talk to people on the ground, there are fans who are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's 
especially in Baltimore, they're like, what are you talking about? At the right. stadium, people are talking about When I thought about it, I, like, I thought he would have been good in Pittsburgh. I said that you had Roethlisberger who was talking about retirement. I said you got Mike Tomlin, who's a black coach, you know, and, and you had a progressive ownership there with the Roonies. I thought he would have been a good fit there. I think that, listen, there's nothing wrong. With with what Colin Kaepernick is doing, people fail to understand that he is peaceful in his protest, you know, in what's going on. And and let, let's not act like what he's protesting isn't going on right now in America. Like I said, we're we're less than 24 hours from a very heinous event that's going to go down in, in you know, uh, infamously in American history. Here we are again in 2017, and we're we're having incidents like we did yesterday in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's deplorable. Okay, he needs to draw awareness to it, especially with the with with the platform that he has. I am sick of the football argument, D. I'm telling you, I I understand, but but the idea that you want to make a football argument on why Colin Kaepernick is not signed, and you go and pull Jay Cutler, Jay freaking Cutler, out of retirement to go and quarterback the Rams. Okay, you you got you still got Bradford in Minnesota because Teddy Bridgewater may not come back. You're going to sit here and tell me that there's not a place in this NFL with these sorry quarterbacks. And I've got to censor myself because I'm getting mad thinking about it. But with some of the <laughs> sorry quarterbacks that's on some of these rosters, that this brother that's right. that took a team to the Super Bowl, five seconds and a pass interference call away, from winning the Super Bowl is not good enough to back up on your team, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, Minnesota Vikings. Are you freaking kidding me? Okay, like you want to sit here and say he's not intellectually sound pre-snap. He's one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league. Okay, it's not his fault that the San Francisco 49ers turned into a dumpster fire. As a Michigan fan, I'm glad it did. But he shouldn't be the fallout to that. That that that's the quarterback that got you there. Okay? That don't make sense to me nowhere. Outside of one incident that he spoke on. Okay? But you but but but, but Greg Hardy came to be in your locker room. Okay? Ezekiel Elliott is okay to be in your locker room. And countless others. Okay, those are the ones we know about. And countless others. You can take uh performance enhancing drugs and be suspended, but you're still on the roster. None of this makes sense, okay? And it, it grinds me because what he did was, you think about the NBA. You think about how progressive the WNBA was. We have had come those conversations on these airwaves about how progressive those sports are, about, those, about, about events that's happened in this world that's affected a lot of people. Okay, the 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 incident in Orlando and what and how the WNBA responded to that, and other incidents where the, they they responded. And you're gonna sit here and tell me that this is another social issue, and the NFL is treating this man like this. And the fact that you got players that want to be call themselves quote unquote outspoken, but they're being quiet. Indeed, they're being quiet. Okay, they should come together on that. You're going you're not gonna make me believe ever. You know, you can't make a football argument. The, the fact that you have um, commentators that's in the same uh, studio audience, or, I mean, same studio uh, shows with these players that's trying to make a football argument against Colin Kaepernick aren't as outraged as you and I, that makes me mad, too. Yeah, and the, the thing about it, and what, you know, the reason why they can let those other acts go, because they play into the stereotypes. They, that's why it's easier for people to let those other acts go because that is what they expect black males to be doing. And so that's why it's easy to, like, the guns or it's easy, it, you know, it, it's the, the abuse to women because in their mind that's the image that, that folks have of males by that behavior. That's why somebody like Jerry Jones can come out and defend, you know, and Jerry gets the back of his players. I ain't going to get too much on him, but – you can defend that, but then a cat who wasn't even guilty, you couldn't find a way for him to get back on the team. You know, mm-hmm. again, at, at the end of the day, you know, those images, people can accept those images. But but when you're questioning the status quo, it's, it's funny how many times we hear people say, you know, they wish athletes cared about much more than material things. In the recent years, 
these athletes have shown their consciousness. You know, they have normally was reserved for, you know, students who are non-athletes, both in college and on the professional level. They have led. They have been out front, whether it's LeBron wearing his jersey, whether it's, you know, uh, Bennett, the Bennett brothers speaking up uh, in football. Um, you know, it, they have done what they, they needed to do and have been putting stuff out there uh, in ways that should endear you to the community unless placing your emphasis on, you know, the NFL sounds a lot like our president when he makes statements reacting to these incidents. He ain't going to lean too one to the left or the right because he don't want to mess up his base. And sometimes the NFL right. feels like that's the way they operate because they don't understand the economic power of the communities that are in being impacted. They have never recognized that. And that's the institutionalized racism that I think as you speak in terms of, of, of the nature of the ownership, where they're coming from. In a lot of these other leagues, you've got some younger owners. You've got people who are a little bit more nouveau. they in that space. If you, if you want to see the difference between leagues, go to the NBA All-Star Weekend. Absolutely. See the interaction Absolutely. between the corporate structure. It, it, the NBA, the, the player structure, the corporate structure, the entertainment structure. Like, that, when you're talking about where America is going, who's pushing stuff, you know, go into that. If you ever go to NBA All-Star Weekend, you start to see the game a different way. And so, you know, NFL players are tapping into some of those NBA structures in the offseason, getting connected in those spaces, being facilitated into them a lot of times. Um, but they don't have that own stuff in their space because of the way they, their security is not the same way. So you're right. They need to team up on this for a whole bunch of reasons. They need to team up on this around salary security. A whole bunch of stuff allows for this stuff to happen. And, and if they don't deal with some of those structures, then it's not going to be capital. It's going to be somebody else. It's going to be someone else is going to be on the line because you you just one place away from them doing you dirt. And so you're right. right. You know, for people, people better step up because if they can do that to a, a player like this, they can do it to lesser for lesser issues to to other folks. And so, right. Let me let me say this. I know we're running uh, short on time, but I want to make this point. You know. The NFL, we had this conversation too, okay? What's going on with the attendance of the NFL? The problem with the NFL is nobody's talking about football, okay? Nobody's talking about football. You go the whole you go the whole off season, and they all talking about Colin Kaepernick. Then you start talking about during the season. Now you start talking about suspensions, and you start talking about all of these social issues that is affecting the NFL and is affecting the product on the field because people are starting to get fed up with it. You go to the NBA, you talk about LeBron James, LeBron James, you start talking about Steph Curry, Steph Curry. You're talking about basketball. You're talking about the product on the court. You talk about baseball, you talk about Bryce Harper, you talk about Mike Trout, you talk about Aaron Judge, you're talking about baseball, you're talking about the product on the field. Okay, you do same thing with hockey, you're talking about product on the ice. This sport is got so much going on off of the field that it's starting to take its toll on the attendance. Okay, and it, and, and that's what's happening with football. They better figure it out. Okay, because if it yep. becomes one big drama show when it start when you start having political uh, fractures and factions in your sport, your sport's not going to survive. And they better figure that out pretty doggone quick because the conversation around the NFL is not football. And and you think about that. And we really hadn't talked about that. It's not about football. Well, this has been good. We're going to keep hitting this. Uh, uh, on the big show, you probably won't hear a lot of specific NFL-related tactical kinds of conversations. Um, uh, we haven't had a chance to connect with Phil T on this, but you know, uh, if we do talk about it, Game Changer will be uh, uh, taking a break. You know, he'll be off to the corner and, and uh, hanging out, and then he'll come back in the conversation. We don't honor this, uh, but you know, this is what we do. This is why we started uh, this podcast and this show and this platform. Is that these are issues we don't shy away from, and the reason why we come hard at them is because we're we're, we're avid sports fans. Like this is why we can't come hard because. We talk sports all day long, and if you want anybody to be interested in what you're doing, you want us to be, because we love it. Everybody I know loves it. That's in my network. And so, but we are going to call you on some craziness, and 
That's just kind of how we get down here at RSG. Uh, you listen to One Mic, uh, brought to you by Carbon World Health, uh, and Dr. Rodriguez and his staff. It is the total solution for fitness and beauty and health. Uh, go to uh, carbonworldhealth.com and uh, just let Nestor and uh, all the folks over there, Dr. Rodriguez and the folks, know that the Real Sports guys sent you. We really appreciate everything they've done. The partnership, we've got more stuff popping off of them. You'll be seeing it. We'll get we're gonna get Dr. Rodriguez on and talk a lot about some of this health we've been learning about with sports. You know, this is a guy that's very involved at state and other levels uh, around athletics. You know, as a medical person uh, around sports, particularly in combat sports. Um, and then uh, we will be having um, uh, Doug Fisher, who, if you had a chance to hear that podcast, great podcast. Uh, he will be uh, coming back right before the Triple G uh, and Canelo fight um, to you know provide. His prediction and his, his, his analysis, so check that podcast. It'll be coming up here soon. Uh, Inside the Park will be dropping on you uh, here quickly, coming out the box. You know, uh, you know, Hank, you already heard it. You know uh, he's going to come with the fire, and we're going to be hitting you with more and more of those um, uh, uh, as, we, as we move forward. So uh, definitely make sure that um, uh, you um, uh, check out that. Um, you can check us on iTunes. Please uh, provide a review. Here's with that five star if you can. Uh, share it with a friend. We're trying to connect people one at a time. As we do on one mic, the way we close the show out, we like to drop the mic. And uh, if you had a chance to go uh, hear the one, uh, even our guests come and they do it. So, you know, we have Bob DeMars, uh, who was a film director. He actually came on one mic. He, 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 he gave the final thoughts on drop the mic. Uh, Doug Fisher dropped the mic on his show. And so this is the kind of thing that's part of our one mic platform we go deep and then at the end of the day we just try to we try to summarize we try to try to bring this all together and kind of uh uh you know bring some perspective to it uh and uh, our topic today was really looking at you know is the nfl uh, a place for intellectually gifted and politically conscious black males and We've heard a lot of, of talk on one mic and on a big show, and we've examined this um, and looked at the history and the context and brought all this stuff up. And I think, you know, in many ways mentioned, you know, the popularity of football uh, and the fact that it's, you know, the popular, most popular American sport. Uh, there's some other sports closing in on it. Uh, that in some ways it mirrors America. Right, it reflects it in a lot of different ways, um, and uh, it's a, a, a place that um, causes America to really be confronted with many of its own challenges. You know, it has uh, a, a space where it uh, in the locker room you have cats from all these different backgrounds coming together for one cause, but they all come from some culturally different space, the way in which they see the game. You know, even when you talk about the whole idea of celebration um, and entertainment, you know, the NFL struggled with how to think about that. And in, 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 the center, in the center of that were, in many cases, were black athletes. You know, forget the Billy White Shoe Johnsons and, and uh, uh, the Smurfs and uh, all the other great entertainment we saw, the Hogs, and all these folks that used to do it. You know, when we think about just the creativity of someone like a Chad Johnson and uh, we see what T.O. did and how that drew all kinds of different conversations or reactions based on where you were coming from and, and what people were adding value created a whole other dialogue. When we think about how folks view Russell Wilson and and who he is and his own identity and what's that elicited in, and even the kinds of conversations of race that have come around that. We look at the reaction to Katrina and, and the way in which um, that then moved to the old, uh, the, the, the gate around, uh, uh, around uh, you know, taking a bounty gate and how that all evolved and, and all the different elements that were a part of that. As, as, as Hank said, football is being known for a lot of stuff that is not about football. There are a lot of issues that are be playing out. And the one thing the NFL is about to figure out that I think the NBA is, do they got the right leader to lead it? 
Listen to RSG one, one mic. Here with D. Wilson Hank. See you next time. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.